Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And have you ever wondered what life would be like if we all learn to welcome what lies beyond the ordinary, I love that phrase. This question can be interpreted in so many ways from welcoming non-ordinary states of consciousness to simply looking beyond the ways we have always done things. What would happen if we activated and stabilized our soul's consciousness and learned how to bring all areas of our lives into harmony with new levels of consciousness. This single shift could catalyze global change and open a world of possibility. Let's explore this today and have a little fun. I'm so excited to have this conversation. I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind and heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Most popularly known as the producer and host of Beyond the Ordinary Show, best-selling author and international motivational speaker John Burgos has committed his life to improving and enriching the lives of others. Moved by the profound shamanic experiences that ignited his trust in his innate intuitive abilities, John has dedicated his passions to the awakening of spiritual consciousness to the masses. John is a talented and adept psychic channel, guide, and shaman for the new generation whose distinct style blends wit, wisdom, compassion, love, common sense, and a profound esoteric knowledge. Welcome, welcome to the show, John. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I love the introduction of going beyond the ordinary. It's so it's just so perfect, especially in what we're just stepping into now with this new energies coming in and um, this access um, that we all have if we know how to tap into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The access. I really want to go into that. And you're welcome. I'm like, I was playing with that in my mind for several weeks, like beyond the ordinary. What does that really mean? So I can't wait to dig into that. But first, we have a traditional question here on the show, John. We like to set this conversation into this bigger meme, this bigger perspective. And so like our title, I want to ask you, what does all things connected mean to you? Oh, gosh, the first word that comes to mind is truth. And it's when we step into the awareness that everything is connected, that we all are a reflection of one another. Everything that we do has a ripple effect and a consequence. And they're all beautiful consequences, no matter how we perceive it, because it's all part of our experience that we get to ride through um, during this human evolution that we're going through in these bodies and and what that is wanting 
to teach us and have relationship with us with. So it's amazing. Mm. You know what I love about your response, John? It just hit me is I've been doing this show for four years and it seems like four years ago when I would ask that question, um, I have, I've had the most brilliant, amazing guests on my show and we would bring in science and spirituality more like proof, more like we want to really help the listener understand how all things are connected. And your response of truth is seems like this evolution in consciousness that's already taken place over these four years. My guests now can just say, you know, it's the truth of who we really are. You know, it's it's real and we're not bringing it in as proof to prove anything. So so that's kind of cool. I, I love that. So let's let's start with your journey. I, I mentioned you've had some profound shamanic experiences and I'm I'm curious about what's brought you here to this conversation and, and this consciousness in this time, because you're a master and then we'll get into beyond the ordinary and, and all these other things. But tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I worked corporate America for years, straight out of college and into corporate America and climbing up the ladder and doing all kinds of things, which I did half well. Um, and I can say I only did it half well because I was in and out of my passion. I was in and then and I get excited about something and then that energy would dissipate and I'd want to search for something else. So I job, I hop jobs a lot, tried a lot of different things. I always did well at the companies I was with, but something just didn't feel right. Um, so I thought, you know, I need to go entrepreneur. I need to open up my own business do that. And that satisfied me for a short time. Um, the business did extremely well and it supported me and I still felt empty. I got bored really fast. It's like, there's gotta be something else. And I reached out and I knew I needed a mentor at that time. Um, and I didn't know who I was going to hire. And I ran across someone who had been a client with me in corporate and she had worked with executives from Nike and Starbucks, Hollywood entertainment. And it's like, you know, I wonder if she'll work with me. Um, and, and she agreed to, I was, and I was very surprised because I wasn't her typical um, client. Um, I wasn't running seven figures and all these other things. And we started working together and what I thought was going to be business development really fast, just so quickly shifted into personal transformation. Um, and within three sessions, I was going into deep shamanic forgiveness experiences where I was letting go of all of this family history. I was in session, standing up with my knees buckling, sobbing, crying as I released all these emotions that were all pent up, but also all of this energy that was really hindering my intuitive ability, that, that sense of knowing. So when you asked me earlier the question of what all this means, and I went straight to truth. It put me in touch with my feeling of knowing what truth is to me. And that just opened up the floodgates. And I was using tools that I'd never heard of before. I was going, I was having deep shamanic experiences that nobody that I knew that was in my circle of friends or family um, had ever talked about. And it, I was just a natural at it. So, you know, I worked with her during our time together. We worked together 10 weeks. I wanted to renew her contract. And she's like, no, I need to fire you as a client. It's like, what are you talking about? How can you tell me in one breath that I'm like 
the fastest student that's ever picked this up, that's gone through this, that you're amazed at my progress. And the next breath that you're telling me that you're going to let me go. It's like, John, we're no longer working together. We're actually co-creating and I can't in good consciousness charge you anymore. Uh, why don't you come here and work with me? Let's do this together. I need to get my platform up. I need to get this workout. Um, you're such a natural. And I felt it. I, it's, it, I knew that it was totally true. Um, and so I sold my business a few months later and I dove into this full time uh, because with all of the progress I had made in 10 short weeks, Joy, um, doorways were opening up that I had glimpsed a little bit of. I'd have awarenesses of things that might happen and I had a great intuitive senses in business, but I didn't really own it. And taking the ownership and leveling up that ability, I was seeing energy, I was having dreams that were foretelling what was coming up in the next few weeks. And I was writing them down and confirming, confirming, confirming. It was crazy. Um, so I knew I had to share this work with more people. If I had access to this before, where would my life have been now? And not only that, the suffering that stopped, the working hard to make a living, to be happy, to find something that filled my heart and soul, that urge, that sense of frequent of, um, of feverish searching, I felt like I'd finally found it. And it was this calling. And then I knew I had to take off of it and, and expand and share not only her work, but other people's work also, because there was amazing tools that I started to find, um, that I knew could help so many people really awaken to their passion, to their purpose and to the joy that they deserve to be living a life. And, and I wanted to be an example for that. Mm. So how has your life changed since you took ownership? I, I, I think it's changed dramatically just knowing who you are now. And we're going to talk about some of the things you do for work. But taking that ownership and then really opening to all that energy, intuition, the dreams, all the, the all of that amazing um, portal that you stepped through. How has your life changed? <laughs> I, you know, I can name all these incredible ways that were documented and and really set a picture for everyone that's listening. But what I want to go into, it's it, first of all, it took out the confusion out of my system. Mm. Imagine if you can live in a world where you're not really confused about who you are, or what you're doing, the clarity that comes in, Julie. And your ability to take action in a way that's not based off of fear or doubt or scarcity, it's, some, it's, it's a life changer. And the opportunities that come from that because you're living authentically from your inner compass, it's, you can't help but to fall in alignment with your passion, with what you really love to do. You find a sense of purpose in everything that you're guided to once that confusion, that chaos is out of your system. So my life, it's it's a complete 180. I found what I love to do. I know without a doubt that what I'm doing now is aligned with what I came here to do. Um, and it can take several expressions. And what's beautiful about that is that it can be one thing today and completely shift to another, but they're all around a similar core thread, which is wanting to help people to awaken to who they really are, to shed their limiting beliefs, um, to eliminate the chaos from their system, and to, again, find that passion in life that will not only ignite their potential, 
but it also serves as a beacon for other people to see and follow so that they in turn can have permission for themselves to do the same. Mm. I love that, John. Thank you. Cause it's like, um, this opening moves you out of that old paradigm of work hard and make things happen to make a living to this really welcoming an inner compass that moves you into this full alignment and passion and, and ease. And so um, later in the show, I think we'll talk about some of the strategies and some of the, the different ways that our listeners could open to that and, and really, really own their own path as well. But let's, let's talk about this Beyond the Ordinary. So here you are, the host of Beyond the Ordinary show, and it is so popular and, and people, I've, I know several people who talk about it all the time. So what does Beyond the Ordinary mean to you? Let's start with that, Beyond the Ordinary, because <laughs> I know you kind of told us this one story with the shamanic and, and your experience with your mentor, but what is Beyond the Ordinary? And more importantly, how do you define ordinary? Because that's shifting as we speak now as well. Oh, what a great question. Um, well, first of all, Beyond the Ordinary, it was completely channeled. I heard the name of the show before I even knew that I was going to create the show. Um, and the name came in, it's like, oh, I'm doing a show and it's going to be called Beyond the Ordinary. So it's pure guidance. And it was so beautiful how it landed because it was at a time in my life that I, I knew I needed to transition to something new. And I wasn't quite sure what that was going to be. Um, but I just followed guidance and I, I trusted that it was going to come in right when I needed to. So beyond the ordinary show is I, again, with the inspiration that came from me when I started learning these processes and these tools and these um, different teachings that brought in awareness for my personal transformation, it, they were beyond the ordinary. There was something that I hadn't experienced before. Um, and the catalyst for the name of the show was based on that. My motivation to share all of these things, quote unquote, that I was learning so I can bring it and make them ordinary experiences for other people who perhaps were in my shoes as well, who weren't familiar with it. So I wanted to make this esoteric work and bring in this beyond the ordinary body of work and actually make it ordinary for people. So then that we could level it up again, because once we tap into this energy, that's really the beginning people. It's, you know, my experience is like, oh my God, I'm seeing energy. I'm seeing auras. I can see lights around plants and trees and animals now. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And I could have easily have stopped there and gone, this is so cool. Look what I have access to. Um, but as we keep progressing, and asking more questions and, and having curiosity about what else is available, it keeps us in that state of wonder and in awe that creates beyond the ordinary experiences on an ever going basis. I love that. I love how you want to bring what's beyond the ordinary for the listeners into the ordinary. My friend Barbara Marks Hubbard calls it the new normal, you know, our it. new norm. Yeah. What's our new norm? And you literally, you could have stopped with seeing lights around plants and, and or you could have stuffed it all back in a closet and said, oh my gosh, this is not ordinary and I can't do that. But now you're bringing all kinds of beyond the ordinary ideas and um, 
a platform forward for for many listeners for that. So good for you on that one. I love <laughs> I love the title. I love well, the new what's also, show. What's also really cool about Beyond the Ordinary because it really brings back into perspective those things that we have forgotten. Um, so even taking time to slow down and see flowers and spend time in nature uh, to play with our kids and, and watch our children laughing or us, you know, having a good time with our families and sinking into the peacefulness of that. For many of us, that has become beyond the ordinary as well. Yeah. And it's also a step backwards into remembering how expansive those moments really are, how time stands still. So we actually look back and if you recall an emotional time, if you got married, um, the birth of a child, the pinnacle event, those are really beyond the ordinary moments. But we tend to get so caught up in our day to day and all this other stuff that's going on that we tend to trivialize these peak moments. And going beyond the ordinary is also a call to go back to those things which help to amplify our field of love, of joy, of passion, of wonder, of awe, of all of those things that we crave, but we, that seem to elude us, but they only elude us because we forget. And if we can go back to it, it amplifies, again, those emotions, but then in turn, it also amplifies your ability to access these other multidimensional fields. Mm, thank you for that. You know, that it, triggers in me a question that um, over the years I've had with guests where some guests will talk about this time as a complete evolution, this complete new normal, right? This complete leap of consciousness into something brand new. Others will talk about it just being remembering, you know, remembering the sacred remembering the ancient wisdom, remembering our true nature and remembering who we really are. And then others will tie those two together. So one of my dearest friends and mentors will say, yes, we're in full remembering, which is beautiful. And we're evolving past where we've ever been. I'm curious how you might answer that with all the different people you've had conversations with, with your experiences and the wisdom that comes through you. Are we in a place of remembering? Are we in the place of evolving and leaping or are we doing both simultaneously? I think we're doing, I don't, my feeling, and again, it's, and my awareness is that we're doing both simultaneously. Um, we can't go into the new about the experiences of what we've had before. Um, and, and we're changing on this on a moment by moment basis. Um, but we're definitely accessing a deeper ability to tap into energies and situations in a way that's been much more connected than ever before. I think as humans, we're becoming more in tune with the subtle energies and how to translate them. And by doing that, it allows us to go deeper into those emotional fields, into those fields of feeling and have an intimacy with the feelings on such a deep level that it's heightening our ability to expand and communicate with each other 
in a much more profound way. And it's that empathic ability that's waking up and being more socially accepted that is providing, I think, the the solutions that we've been looking for on a global platform because it's that empathy, that sympathy, that compassion, that ability to feel our fellow humans suffering and happiness that's going to give us the translations that we need so that we can make this a world that's more balanced. And until we can feel that need in someone else and feel that need as our own intimate experience, we're really removed mm. from the situation. But because we're that, again, that ability to tap in with others is getting heightened. Um, I truly believe that that is the solution for what's happening in the world right now. It's that compassion that's going to make people want to take action because once you see someone else's suffering from that deep level of emotional sensitivity, you can't be ignorant to it anymore. And it's going to cry out for justice and it's going to cry out for change and it's going to cry out for equilibrium. I love that. And the harmony, the equilibrium, you know, you, when you, when you say that we're witnessing humanity breaking our heart open, I mean, we are breaking our hearts open. But the thing that I really appreciate about your response, John, is that um, I'm, I love the reference to our emotions and our empathy and really our humanity. So here you are, we're talking about this esoteric, right? We're talking about all of these beyond the ordinary states of consciousness and, and we can get way out there. We can go we can go galactic and we can go indigenous and we can go in all directions with that. But when you bring us into our humanity, it's like fully embodying our humanity and our divinity at the same time simultaneously. I love the way you put that. Absolutely. And you know what? And I love the traditions. I love history, all, all of the wisdom that comes forward. But that wisdom and that history isn't meant to be idolized. They're yeah. tools that we can use to grow and to nurture um, our humanity. Our, I don't think our forefathers meant for us to hold on to anything uh, that didn't serve and that wasn't continuously growing. And I think part of our suffering is that we've have held on to old traditions for way too long and seen them as gospel as opposed to tools that are leading us somewhere. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. So, okay, so these tools that are leading us somewhere, clearly when your tools dropped into your toolbox right in front of you, you began using the tools and the tools opened all kinds of new doors for you. You were just really in this this opening. So I know this sounds kind of like an oxymoron right now, but how can we help listeners really normalize the esoteric in our lives? You know, esoteric's not supposed to be normalized, right? But that's the process <laughs> we're in. So how do, how do we normalize this? Well, first of all, let's just take the word esoteric off the table. Because, again, esoteric for so many people means something that is outside of them or magical or mystical. And, and how many of us have really been brought up to say that that's OK? Maybe it's OK in the family. Maybe it's OK in conversations with a small group of people, but not in general, not as part of who we are. 
because we're yeah. supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be successful. We're supposed to be good parents. We're supposed to be good citizens. Where does it say in there? Where have we been taught that we get to be good for us, that we get to honor our truth, even though it may seem different from the pack's truth. Mm. And, and that I think has been the biggest influencer in my life where I, where everything just sped up exponentially. When I started honoring my truth as my truth, I said, hold on a second. This is what I'm experiencing. And even though other people may not be experiencing the same thing or in a similar way that I am, doesn't invalidate what I'm going through, what I'm seeing. If I'm seeing energy, if I'm having a psychic awareness that someone say, no, it didn't happen. But then five days later, they confirm, or if I have some type of awareness that comes in, but then didn't turn out as I saw it in my vision, um, I'm okay with being wrong. And there's, and there's a key in that because I'm not invalidating myself when I'm wrong. I'm playing with subtle energies so that I can interpret it. So I can have intimacy with that energy that's in constant communication with us. Always, 24-7, we're energy. We are communicating to, to all of these subtle realms on a continuous basis. But we've gotten away from that with distractions, with TV, with movies, with you know, doing all of these other things that quote unquote make us a successful person. Um, but we've gotten away from ourselves. And mm. so it's to get back into it, it's validate your own truth. If something comes in as an awareness, give it, entertain it at least a little bit and there to talk about it and know that there's no wrong answers in any of this. There's an emotional tone and an energy that's guiding us into helping us get more intimate with ourselves. And again, that intimacy word keeps popping up over and over again. We've forgotten who we are for ourselves because we've worked so hard to become something for other people. Yeah. I, I've noticed your intimacy word popping up in this conversation. I'd, I'd love to go there more, but I just want to just kind of pull this question um, together before we take a break here, because I really appreciated you saying, let's take that word esoteric off the table. It's kind of like when we evolve in consciousness and wake to our fullest potential, None of that is esoteric by the definition of the word any longer. It's not this mystical, magical thing that's impossible for anyone to describe. So I love that. It, and, it, and it really helps us look at how we're evolving our consciousness. So thank you for that, John. We are here. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. We're talking with John Burgos. And we're going to offer so much more about Beyond the Ordinary and how maybe we can catalyze global change right after a break. We'll be right back. The Empower Meditation Channel non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new empower radio app music to empower your meditation help you relax sleep or provide a calm background while you work the empower meditation channel is interruption free 
Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. Hi, this is Maria Menunos coming to you with some urgent news impacting families across America. Studies reveal that one in five children in America are struggling with hunger. That's nearly 16 million children who may not know where they're getting their next meal or if it's even coming at all. These kids need help and they need it now. But the good news is there's more than enough healthy food in this country to ensure that no one ever goes hungry again. And that's where the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks steps into the picture. They're out there every day collecting surplus food and helping to get it to children and families facing hunger. But they can't do it alone. Find out how you can help support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. There's hundreds of fun and simple things you and your family can do to live a healthier lifestyle. Here's 20 of them. Eat less, eat slower, eat smarter, eat your fruits and veggies, stop eating before you're full, up your fiber, lower your calories, get off the bus early, do some gardening, do jumping jacks, take the stairs, take one, not two, take on a new sport, take a long walk home, walk instead of drive, bend, stretch, reach for the stars, climb the monkey bars, skip the fudge bars. (sighs) Search We Can online to find more ways you and your family can get healthy together. A message from the Ad Council, HHS, and NIH's We Can program. You found Empower Radio. It's like sunshine for your soul. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe just listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. And I always love to hear from you. Thank you for those emails, feedback, comments. Uh, I love, love, love staying connected. So thank you for that. I'm here today with John Burgos, host of Beyond the Ordinary Show. And John, I have to tell you here, this is a great way to kick off our second half of the show. I love your slogan. And I'm just going to, I'm going to read what what I found is your slogan. I don't know if you call it your slogan, but I love finding it on your website and, and putting these things together. Personal transformation, global change, one conversation at a time. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And 
I, I'm just inspired to put those things together um, on at the beginning of this second half of the show because personal transformation is global change and so many so often we forget about ourselves and it's there's so much to do out there the the world needs this and and how do we catalyze change and a lot of times we forget about that so what does the slogan mean to you and do you tie them together yeah absolutely it's and it's so important it's Julie, what's happening also, you know, we talked about new times coming in and new opportunities and it's, you know, are are we bringing in, are we remembering or are we stepping into a new paradigm? And yes, we answered both, but in the new paradigm, there's really a call for leadership. Yeah. There's a call for leadership, but true leadership really requires that we are aware of what drives us. We don't have to know who we are because that's changing on a consistent basis. And there's been so much pressure on trying to figure out who you are. You're not going to know from one day to the next because different things are going to ignite. They're going to trigger different things. They're going to motivate. And so it's the constant awareness that we get to have with getting to know ourselves. But we can get to know what fuels us on an emotional basis, what impassions us, what it is that we're looking for in our personal lives. And that acts as the barometer for calling in our personal leadership. And it's from that that we can draw our wisdom, our knowledge, and our passion to help in other ways, whether we lead as parents or as partners in, if you're in a relationship with someone else or you decide to take bigger action and organize and and do things. There's several ways to lead, but it all begins with us. Mm. You know, you, it goes back to this intimacy thing again that we were talking about before the break. So, you know, you, you just said we don't need to know who we are. And, and it's almost like this is kind of a peculiar new place to be in, but we don't even need to know where we're going really because when we create that intimacy with ourselves, when we know and validate our own truth and we're really tuned in, we're fully guided. Just like the the name of your show dropped in before you knew you were going to do a show. It's like when we tap into that source, anything is possible and we're fully guided into all those next best steps. Absolutely. There's a great quote from Joseph Campbell. It's, um, we must be willing to let go of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is awaiting for us. Mm. And I love Joseph Campbell. Again, talk about mystical and esoteric. Um, yeah. Prolific writer, just absolutely amazing. But it really touches upon what's available for us once we stop trying to manifest from ways that we've created uh, that were based on somebody else's rules on how life was supposed to function. We, we are in an enculturated society and this culture has been established to maintain its structure and the safety within those structures. But they've taken us away from us as personal individuals and they've worked for the collective and that worked for a while. But those it's crumbling. It's not working because we have forgotten who we are to ourselves. Mm. We you know, mortgage, I just 
Go ahead. I'm sorry, mortgaged- we, we've mortgaged our happiness for some potential future that once we get to that timeline, isn't exactly what we thought it was going to be or something completely different. And then we wind up asking why we work so hard to do all these things because the promise of what was promised 20 years ago isn't showing up in the way that it was promised. Yeah, it reminds me of the conversation I I I just had a, I led a retreat this last weekend and I was describing, um, I simplified levels of consciousness just into, into two, the self-interest versus common good, and then showed them a world that was built around self-interest, you know, and showed them the systems and structures that was built in the consciousness of self-interest and how all of those systems and structures are breaking down to, you know, create space and, and, and these emergent new social forms that are built on a higher consciousness of the common good. And when I could do that, it was like such great relief to these participants. Several came up and said, I have not had hope for so long when I look at the state of our world and that just gives me hope. I get it now, you know? <laughs> and so it's just simplifying that. It's, it's kind of like when we were, we were talking earlier about taking esoteric off the table and making this be our new normal. Our new normal is creating systems and structures and leading in a world that's really built on a consciousness of, of common good, what's good for the whole. I love that. And I'm going to make this super simple for everyone listening also and, and take the confusion out of it. Because when we talk about doing what's right for the individual, you start getting into a lot of gray or, well, this person thinks that, and you know, is it okay for this person to do this other thing? And that's immoral and all these things. So these new foundations that are being created into these new paradigms that we are stepping into collectively. No one's being left behind here. Yeah. We're all stepping into this collectively. And some people are ahead of the curve because they're leading into it. They're beacons of light. They're showing other people what's possible also. And then there's other people who kind of lag behind also. And they're going through their experience, how they chose to show up. But what they bring into the new paradigm is so rich and rewarding for us because it helps us to balance it out autocorrect and and really set the bar in a way that's a stable foundation on which to build the next evolution of humanity from. So what happens on that foundation is as we cross into these new veils, these new portals, there's a foundation that sets a bar that there's a threshold and there's energies that can't really mix through and co-create in that new doorway so the energies of doubt of fear of judgment the energies of um of scarcity those won't cross through it's not it's they can't sit on that new foundation so when we talk about creating our lives based on our individual longings and needs and an awareness of what our soul was calling us for, um, we can have the absolute certainty that anything that we choose to create above that line and foundation is in such integrity with the energies of love, 
that any decision that you make from that foundation are not wrong decisions. They're experiences. What's happened in the old paradigm is we've been creating from scarcity. We live in an, you know, a world that's been driven by oil and by cash and by gold. And there's food for some and not for others and jobs and all of these other things that are based on that you really have to be the fittest to survive. And in this new paradigm that we're evolving into that many of you have already crossed into, just having the awareness that whatever you decide, as long as you can feel that it's based on the intention of love, then you can create anything from there. And it can thrive or it can be a short dead end that you get to readjust path, but it's now it's with purpose. Now it's with an energy of building instead of an energy of taking something away from somewhere else, which isn't sustainable. And so when we get into the differences of the two, and this is where self-leadership comes in and then self-awareness, if you feel yourself creating out of ego, out of anger, out of wanting to take something from someone, of trying to control or to manipulate, then you can become aware of that emotion and that feeling and ask yourself, why am I doing this? What am I trying to get that I'm not getting? Um, what is it that I'm trying to manipulate and how good does it feel to me? And do I want to continue feeling this way? And if you can start self-assessing that, if you by any chance are feeling like you're creating something below that foundational mark, you'll start rising up to the energy just through the awareness. It's not hard work. It's just awareness. Again, it's an intimacy of ourselves. Mm. And then we start creating from a different perspective. We start creating from a new paradigm. We start creating something that's going to feed and nurture our individual longing to reconnect with our innocence, to reconnect with excitement, to reconnect with something that's constructive and not only serves us, but serves others in the process. And by serving others in the process, you're really affecting the world. And that's that golden means. That's when everything is aligned up that is just, it's, it wants to construct even more. It wants to continue co-creating with you and playing with you because that's the nature of positive energy. I love it. I was going to ask you about global change uh, just right before you said that. And so there's your answers. Like it became in, in serving others, really that intimacy that you're talking about in serving, in serving this higher calling that we're feeling in service of others, all of a sudden creates the snowball effect of, of global change, community change, personal change all around us. Yeah. And then the lines are blurred. There is no serving yeah. me or serving others. It's just all one big stew of this <laughs> amazing creative force that we get to choose what to do with. I love that, John. That is, I love that. I love that. What's your vision? So as you tap into what you experience and feel of what's really going on and, and where we're going as a collective. Do you have any vision to share with us today? It's, I, I get a sense. Um, and we're definitely going through a reset. Absolutely. Um, and it's amazing. And it's actually quite interesting to watch um, because when you can sit there and watch a leader's personal beliefs 
and their own insecurities, egoic insecurities, um, take over and how that guides decisions. It's really remarkable as a witness. And yet you can also see something else in play. There's Julie, there's so much synchronicity that shows up during events and, and little miracles that happen that I can't explain. I don't know who can, (laughs) um, that steer us in a way for benevolence to really take over as the force and guide us into our positive human evolution. Um, that I've just come to trust that. And if we look at history over thousands of years, the things that have aligned up, the, the little miracles that have shown up to steer, um, the forces of good versus the forces of malevolence taking over and destroying what we would think would be humanity. It, it hasn't prevailed yet, nor do I ever expect it to. And not that those malevolent forces are bad necessarily either because we can judge them. Um, and the way I see those energies is that they show up because they're also looking to pull us into a direction that serves the greater whole. And so there's purpose in everything. And if we can see the purpose and just sit back and ask ourselves, I wonder why this is happening. I wonder why I'm experiencing what I'm feeling or I'm going through. What's it trying to show me? And how can I show up better for myself in this? And if we can start asking those questions of awareness and bring ourselves back to us, then we don't have to get lost in other people's stories or in other circumstances where we may not feel like we have control in. And most times we don't, but by bringing it back to us, then we get to reset our field. We get to become more knowing with ourselves. And by doing that, we get to be more authentic in our being And then other people pick up on that also. And again, it helps to amplify not only our energy and our ability to tune in and to make decisions that are right for us, but other people feel the liberty in that in themselves as they feel it off of you. And it creates possibilities that weren't available before. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking of, um, this as a prescription for all of our listeners and really understanding this intimacy. I'm going to bring the intimacy back in again because, and you're, you're, I love how you talk about intimacy with self, intimacy with our emotions. And when you're talking about this transition that we're making, this transformation, really the intimacy of that guidance of that benevolent force, we don't get stuck in fear and anxiety and doubt anymore. Like when you're talking about intimacy, it's not like go wallow in your fear or your shame or your doubt. Really tuning into this moves us to this whole new level of being. It does. And and part of part of the alchemy for that, Julie, and I'm glad that you brought it up. Is that if fear and judgment, all that comes up, have intimacy with that as well. We've been taught to shut that down for so long, but it's when we become familiar with it and understand why it's coming up or know that it doesn't have to drive the ship when it comes up, then it gets us out of having that being 
the driving force of our reactions or of our next decision into really serving us again, much like the malevolent forces in history that were trying, you know, to deter society from growing in a different way. Um, these emotions are just indicators that something wants to shift, that it doesn't feel right or congruent with the energies that we have access to. And it's looking to direct us in a way that really serves our best personal interest. Very good. So move into it, move toward it and be intimate with it. And we will move through it and not get stuck. Yeah. So be intimate with anger and judgment and fear, but be intimate with love, be intimate with excitement, be intimate with wonder because we've gotten away from that also. Yeah. I love that. Great great advice. There's so much going on on our planet and so many people shake their heads because they're not, they're not feeling that benevolence, right? They're, they're looking at, at chaos and, and violence and other things happening and, and they really don't have that positive vision. So thank you for sharing yours and, and where we're going with that. And it's, this conversation opens us to this new way of being, this this new normal that we're talking about beyond the ordinary, becoming ordinary, in that now we can stabilize this higher consciousness, this new paradigm that you're talking about. We're stabilizing and putting our gifts on the foundation as we're starting to build, but we're in the building process would you agree? We probably should say that. It's like, here's the foundation and our gifts in leadership are here and we each have a piece of the puzzle. So let's begin putting our bricks on this new foundation and, and we're creating something brand new. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that, Julie, because it's it, what I seen over and over again. And God knows I, I certainly live this um, for a long time and it's, and it's constantly evolving is that we get to a point where we start recognizing our own abilities and strengths. We start feeling our passion. Um, and then we tend to turn it up or dim it down, uh, depending on who we're around or what functions we're in. And it's just, it's, it's just this constant adjustment with our energy so that we can make ourselves feel comfortable and other people feel comfortable also. And then there comes this other awareness. It's like, Oh, hold on a second. You start noticing after a time or it, it comes into your awareness how beautiful and talented and powerful creators that we all are, that other people are in this world. That that woman who shows up for the abusive relationship over and over and over and over and over again through the array of different men or jobs or whatever um, is as much of a powerful creator as the CEO who creates multi-million dollar companies over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. They're tapped into an energy that they've mastered, that they've gotten very familiar with, that they know how to work with. And so it's mm. a shift, a shift of where we want to create and how we want to create it. And of course, there's a level of being asleep and choosing suffering and things like that. And so Again, the reason we create the show is to bring awareness, like, hold on a second, I can actually start creating and using this ability of mastery that I have in energy to create something that's more constructive in my life that feels better. And so seeing the mastery in other people, 
starts having ripple effects where we start seeing the mastery within ourselves and we don't turn down our volume in that or and we don't become egoic in it it just becomes again an ordinary thing it's just who we are we have our gifts and i have a gift of speaking on the radio and inviting great speakers on and 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 opening up conversations much like you do julie and someone else has a gift for being an architect and designing amazing buildings and it's just a pure genius at that that doesn't make him more or less of a master than i am mm. we are true truly all these powerful creators it's like let's focus our creation in something that's really going to serve our individual needs, our soul's calling, our heart's desire, and let that amplify our world, which will serve to amplify the whole world. Nice, nice. Okay, so we just have a few minutes left. I love that response. I wanna remind the listeners that we're talking with John Burgos. You can find John at beyondtheordinaryshow.com. Again, that's beyondtheordinaryshow.com. Okay, John, here's my fun question for the day. So (laughs) your work is really bringing what's beyond the ordinary into the ordinary. So in two minutes or less or three minutes, what what happens with John Burgos when beyond the ordinary becomes our new norm? It's the ordinary now. What's next for John after that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Oh, my gosh. It's, it, you know, I once stated on the show that I hope that nobody listens to the show anymore because they've gotten so full of what they needed and they're out doing their own thing. Um, that they're just fully empowered and they just don't need to tune in anymore. Uh, but the truth is we need connection we're humans um we and again we need intimacy not only of ourselves as we've been talking about but the intimacy and the sharing with others and that co-creative energy brings in a different level of awareness especially when two hearts and souls and minds are aligned with each other in an experience we get to elevate that to different places so we're constantly growing. We're constantly expanding. This conversation is going to keep evolving and our experiences are going to keep providing miracles that we could never have expected. And God, that's a conversation that I want to continue having because it's just so fun. Um, it's so, it's such an adventure. And, and again, as humans, it's, we're going to have our ups and downs. We came here to experience that. You know, we're here as souls in human form, having sensual experiences. And in that, there's going to be this roller coaster that we're on through these varied experiences. And it's intimacy with others that makes that a rich adventure, a rich life that we get to live. And so as long as we're human, I think we'll just always keep expanding on what's coming up because we can't create anything solo and who doesn't want to have these conversations? Yeah. Amen. I'm just seeing that the ordinary just expands with our expansion. And there is no, there There will always be beyond the ordinary because we're just in this constant expansion. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Amen. Okay. So, John, I haven't asked this question for a really long time, but you have one billboard to put up, let's say on Times Square. Everybody gets to see this billboard. What would be on that billboard? What would you say? Oh, gosh. It, it, it's 
Wow. When in doubt, love. Mm, perfect. Beautiful. Thank you so much, John, for joining me today. I have enjoyed this conversation so much. Oh, I have too. Thank you so much for for inviting me to this amazing platform and it's all you listeners. It's what a beautiful opportunity. Thank you for taking the time to, to indulge in some of my truths. Oh, indulge. And in the, what's that word when we're in this delicacy of your beautiful words. So thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) You've been listening to the Dr. Julie show. I just want to remind you, allow that benevolent force to guide you and welcome those miracles that John is talking about. Thank you for tuning in with us today. And remember together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm